0: Hello, and welcome back to Chasing Hazel's Tales, a family history podcast presented to you by two registered nurses, all around family historians, and we're sisters. If you've got family history, we want to talk about it. I'm Kim McLaughlin, and we are back, I'm sorry, (laughs) we are back after one week of technical difficulties. Evidently, I'm still having technical difficulties, (laughs) (laughs) and then I was hit by a, a human virus, of some kind the next week. So we had a couple weeks off, but all's well now. So I even tested for COVID and it wasn't COVID. So and I've never tested positive for COVID. And I can't even figure out how that's happened because as a nurse, we tested every other day for it seems like forever. So we we apologize for that interruption. And David, I'm pretty sure, will be happy that we're back this week. Word <laughs> has it, he was a little he he didn't know what to do on Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and i'm the other half of the duo i'm laura ireland and just i think quickly kim maybe we want to talk just for a minute about the big event for this week across yeah. the pond across the pond i'm yeah. i'm a little bit of an anglophile
0: i don't know if you are as much as i think maybe you are <laughs> just i
1: yeah i probably am yeah
0: <laughs> i'm just going to admit I'm, it i'm an anglophile so of course <laughs> this week was the coronation for king charles the 3rd And uh, so it it was, it all went off without a hitch. It, you know, it, it seemed a little different. No, no Queen Elizabeth anywhere, but nonetheless, they got the job done. What I was kind of impressed with was it went on in the pouring rain. (laughs) Right, right.
1: It was pretty nasty. Yeah. And I do have to admit, it's a little weird seeing things about the royals and not seeing Queen Elizabeth. Right. It is weird. The one thing,
0: the one thing I I only wanted to touch on this was because, you know, all I wanted to talk about was the, is is the monarchy even relevant anymore? That kind of thing. Mm. And I guess back when Queen Elizabeth was coronated, there were hundreds of monarchies in the world.
1: Mm -hmm. Today,
0: there are 25. Yeah. So, and, and the, the one that has the most relevance, I guess they say is England is the united kingdom so i just so they they still are relevant but my thought was what would england be if it wasn't for the monarchy in your opinion what do you think i mean you know it what would happen i know everybody wants to abolish
1: it and save a buck but what would happen you know i guess i i i don't really know you know not not living there i don't think i have a great understanding of all of their functions. Of course, I see the works that they do with charities and all of that, but you know, I, I don't, I guess I don't really understand their function, but if it wasn't for the monarchy, would we ever talk about England? Right. And that there was, my thought was like,
0: (laughs) how much of their, you know, tourism is based on the history of the monarchy.
1: Right, yeah, and people wanting to go to Buckingham Palace and see the guards and try and get a glimpse of someone of the royal family and stuff, you know, I guess and and go to all the historical
0: castles and all mm-hmm. the historical places, and to me, it's like i I wonder if they'd be shooting themselves in the foot if they got rid of the the monarchy, possible. it would just be taking a really important spoke out of that wheel, and I don't know, that's just uh, here we are on this side of the pond, so what do I know? Yeah. If- it's like I was thinking. I don't know what would happen, but anyway.
1: Yeah, as I always like to say, that's a that decision's above my pay grade. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> the people of England can figure that out. I think the United States has enough issues to deal with. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to talk about any of those. So no. <laughs> you know, not a political podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, oh. you know, no. I can't do that. Yeah, I guess just wanted to. of get a few thoughts out for just a second as we get started right we're gonna start a new story yeah we're gonna talk about a different we could call it a different branch i guess it's not really yeah different twig on the same branch i don't know but you know i just thinking about you know i was reading through some letters yesterday some of those old letters and just realizing you know i never when i was younger never would have thought i would be so interested in this family history. And all of the things that we've learned over the last few years, but you know, realize that I'm deep into it, and for a few reasons. And I think first of all, the DNA aspect, I have to talk about that because that's what that's what got me hooked. And you know looking at my results, comparing it with others, trying to figure out what I've inherited from who and where. and I can entertain myself for hours looking at it. and I guess that's just how my brain works. But you know, in looking at all those results, I'm, my brain is thinking about, oh, yeah, you know, this, all of these things came from previous generations and I've inherited little bits and pieces from all of them. And, right. Know, and I don't know. It's in just my
0: opinion, a- with the DNA, um, for nerds like us, DNA is only going to get more interesting. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it might get easier, too, because I think the tools they come out with are so are, are quickly advancing. And being Mm. able to determine where certain segments come from your DNA and, and, you know, you can connect them to the matches in your tree. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it, you know, is, is just getting easier for ordinary people, you know, to, to be able to do. But, and so I was thinking, you know, I'm sitting on a ton of matches and I'll never be able to discover how we connect to everyone. But the truth is each one of those is a clue as to where we come from. And, you know, it's it's any one of them can be interesting for their own reasons. But anyway, right. I digress. And there
1: there are stories to go along with each one of those right. little pieces. Yep. You know, I have to say when you said you're sitting on a ton of matches, I thought to myself, well, you better not light one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess early morning. <laughs> the brain wants to do all of weird things anyway so so you know first off for me looking at the dna aspect and second every time i look through and read those letters i'm i'm just in awe of the things we've discovered and the way we've been able to learn about our family i Agreed. really mm-hmm. have such a deep appreciation that uncle carl saved everything because of it you know i can hold in my hands letters written by my grandmother you know, the woman who was just a mystery to us the woman you know who died long before we were born right I I can hold that letter and think you know I'm thinking of the fact that I'm holding something that she created she took the time she wrote out that letter folded it up neatly addressed the envelope and sent it off to her brother and those letters contain the details the ordinary and extraordinary details of everyday life in Enfield it was
0: and it could be actually everyday life in the United States too probably yes I think it's just a really a, a good snapshot of life in that
1: time right right you know and the letters I mostly have read the letters from his mother and his sister our grandmother Hazel and they really do give you an understanding of what the family lived through right and, you know, not to just the, you know, of course, our grandmother was ill and there were those things, but World War II was hard. It was not easy on the men and women who fought it, but neither was it easy for the ones who were left behind. Right. And exactly. In a in a nice little letter from Aunt Georgie, who was a teenager at the time, she said, the only men you see are young boys and men with Santa Claus beards. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, our our family lived through hardship, illness, rationing of food and supplies. There's a lot of mention of, you know, we can't get anything to sell in the store or, you know, you can't buy anything, you can't sell it. You know, and there was death and the letters that they wrote showed how much they cared for their fellow townspeople they were filled with information about everyone's lives. You know, this person got home, this person was injured, but they're doing okay, they're going to be home. You know, the whole bit taught stuff about their gardens and the weather, of course, the weather was in there. And, you know, it's just a a really fascinating look into what they were going through. And, you know, mentions of how hard it was to heat the house, you know, whether they were going to burn coal or burn wood and who was going to get the wood in because, you know, the able young men were not there. And, you know, talk I think of, dad did a lot of that. Well, he did. There was at um, a very young age. There's mention of him plowing so much snow, you know, I think 1944, 45 was a really hard winter and there, yep. uh, they got lots of snow and there's mention of him, you know, stacking wood and shoveling snow. And he was nine years old. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, he they care, uh,
0: he took care of them.
1: Right. And Georgie did the cooking, apparently. Yep. And Pat was unreliable. <laughs> but she was they the did... middle child. <laughs> yeah. And they did say that, you know, she she helped more than usual. Yeah. So
0: yeah. She just she had a, a spirit, you know, that uh, right.
1: That, right. that
0: that didn't take well to all of this, but but she did help. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But anyway, it's I just have a a new understanding and appreciation for our family history because of all of this right
0: yeah so because he left all of this to us we were able to tell you about hazel and i think at this point you know we all know hazel pretty well although stuff always pops up
1: that is true
0: (laughs) just last week it popped up but nonetheless you know hazel we have a pretty good handle on but uh, what about the guy that that allowed us into their world by saving everything who we just said carl lang he was born July 31st, 1912, and it says in Enfield, but
1: yeah, that doesn't sound right.
0: That's not right. No, because <laughs> he wasn't born there. Um, yeah. You know, he was adopted. So okay. everybody wrote Enfield Maine, but that's not I don't think where he was born. So he was adopted as well. So had Hazel and Carl were brother and sister, but they were both adopted by the right. Lang family.
1: And so, they are from different families. Carl, right. right. They're not, not related by, by blood. That we know of. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go.
0: <laughs> so, but the thing is, Carl had Carl and Hattie had no children. Mm. So there's no way to test any DNA because he's gone. Mm-hmm. So it's not really it's we, we just don't know. So we know who his mother is. And we're going to get to that next week, but we're going to start shedding some light on Carl's life because he was amazing and he saved all this stuff. And so we kind of know who his mother is. We don't know the father, but not yet anyway. We're still looking. I'm not going to find something to test for DNA, I guess. I don't
1: know. (laughs) Um, Letters, letters.
0: Right. So anyway, Hattie would never let us allow any discussion of family history at all Mm. because Hattie. That's the way Hattie right. was. Just yep. all we have to do is say because Hattie. <laughs> anyway, but he was an amazing man. That's where that that's where we're heading.
1: Yep. You know, there was, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say a bad word about Carl. No. 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 I think he's almost everyone mentions that he should be elevated to the level of saint for living with her for right. 70 plus years. So we'll call him Saint Carl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and Just, you know, briefly, I did see some of the letters that I read through and I came across. I didn't understand what I was reading about from 1929. So he would have been it was the summer he turned 17. And he went to downstate somewhere. I I don't know where it was, but it was near the ocean. He went to a summer citizen military training. And I think he was ambitious.
0: I think he (laughs) wanted to do things. You know, Mm -hmm. to be in the military, I think he wanted to be, you know, be a good citizen, I think is maybe what he wanted to do.
1: Right. And he was getting himself prepared. Right. Yeah. And so there's a letter from his mother that mentions that he is doing what he always wanted to do. So, you know, even on these short little trips to this camp for the summer, there were many letters written. And she just, she always comes through as a very caring and loving mother you know, hopefully, hopefully, you know, the kind that tells him to make sure he's getting enough rest. Yeah. Hopes they're serving food that he likes and that he's eating enough and hopes he's not losing any weight. Cause he was a thin, very thin. And he never uh, probably weighed that much ever. I don't think no. he ever had any fat on him. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, she always just asks him about his general well being. is her concern comes through in those letters so well, and she gives him all the scoop from home. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they do yeah and there were some of his own letters as well that are in there i haven't read that many of them but he he comes through like like uncle carl a very caring and loving son brother uncle and of course boyfriend slash husband yeah <laughs> <laughs> i and i picked up a letter from hattie who it was written to him that summer and i think they were just becoming boyfriend and girlfriend and she said she was turning 16 said sweet 16 and never been kissed and uh, she hoped that would change soon and i'm not sure anybody called her sweet 16 but i <laughs> I, I won't keep pounding on that that same point but in her her letters were were not kind and caring, really. From from my point of view, I should say this is, you know, my take on them, but she's admonishing him for not writing to her, said this was the second time she's written, she hasn't gotten a reply, and wants him to write to her right away and tell her that he got her letters and all this stuff. And and that
0: we all and and again, because Hattie. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, so
1: <clears throat> their mother's caring and
0: loving him and and Hattie mm-hmm. is you haven't even written me. I've written you twice. And oh mm-hmm. my god.
1: Yeah, you've got to write me and let me know when you get this letter. Yeah. <laughs> so and he did. <laughs> <laughs> because Hattie. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Don't want to poke so, the bear.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so we are just, you know, getting back into the swing of things. And we have a you know, I've told you in the past, we have a ton of information that Carl saved, stories, galore. And so we're going to get back in and we're going to tell you about Carl and what his life was like. But the one thing I do want to share, I have a tidbit for this week. So usually we have a little bit of something to, to tell you. A thing a thing happened this past week for me, a, a week or two ago. People sometimes will discuss online about whether or not you should have your family tree public. And so if, if like I said, my, my native uh, family tree is on Ancestry and anybody who's alive is not public so for me it's i have a a public tree of course which shields all living people so i and i like that cuz then i get to connect with people and take take advantage of all the resources that ancestry has but a lot of people say no nope. people are going to copy it and they they won't give me any credit they'll steal my pictures and there's lots of, you know there's lots to do with that i mean so basically what Ancestry says now is if you put a picture up there of great aunt Ethel and someone saves it to their tree, it was meant to be. If you put it on if you put it on Ancestry, it's meant to share. So, right? That was
1: what I was thinking is why why would you worry about that? I don't Right. And people are worried about
0: well and and I think it is because people do a lot of work as you can you could you know we we do a lot yes. of work trying to figure out facts and things and they just don't want it stolen without any recognition so hey if you take if you and I even suffer from this I try to remember who gave me what and I've never been very good at it so as I've as I've gotten better in genealogy I've learned if you you know if you have have to give credit for something please put it on there you know this this picture came from wherever I got this data from wherever that way you can give credit where credit is due so that's sometimes just a bone of contention with ancestry but I'm going to tell you about the good thing that happened so and it's happened many times I've connected with a lot of people on ancestry who've given me information and able for me just to grow the tree and to learn things but there was a lady who contacted me on ancestry from a local history society here in Maine and she had looked up a family member and saw that they were in my tree and wanted to let me know that they had just received a new genealogy in their family history library with our family, with the Gilpatricks in it. Andy's family, his grandmother was a Gilpatrick. And for me, Mm -hmm. it's such a large family. I've never been able to really spend a lot of time, you know, tracking them down.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: They are a very large family. So for her to tell me that there's now a local, you know, the, the local history society now has a new book about them, Or, you know, it's probably someone's ancestry that they had just turned in to share. Um, And I thought, oh, my God, this must be Christmas, you know, because (laughs) so, uh, you know, now I know that this this volume of information is available in here, you know, where I can get at it and look at it. And she was Mm -hmm. nice enough to reach out and say, you know, hey, I found I found these people are in your tree, too. You should come and see this. And so we're going to connect sometime soon. And I'm going to go see that book. But I wouldn't have known that. That's that's really the essence of Ancestry is people saying, hey, I, I know something that you might, know, that might need or, or you just share information. Right. So I'm going to give kudos to Ancestry just for that platform, mm-hmm. which allows people to connect in that way. And um, there were some people historically. So Carl has always had a boatload of pictures in his collection. And I found some that were like high school senior pictures and they had names on them. So I went to Ancestry, looked them up, and on one particular photo, I was able to return it to the family, because oh, I had no nice. need for it. I didn't even mm-hmm. know who they were. And uh-huh. uh, another one I had found was sad. Sadly, had died by suicide. So that photo had nowhere to go. So mm-hmm. you know, there's stories everywhere, right? Mm, and sure, uh, and people can share this way. So for as much as people don't, you know, they they all have their own reasons for being cautious on ancestry I just put my family history out there and hope somebody wants to connect with me and we can talk about it so I'm happy I I can't wait to go see the tree
1: yeah and then you can tell them if they have a different opinion you can tell them why they're wrong that's right (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) and also like for the Burgoyne line there was a couple of things you know, with General Johnny that we discussed, you know, we just can't seem to to get there to to have, a, have proof that we're related to him. So on mm-hmm. Ancestry.com, I do have it listed that these are just theories, you know, so people can not take it for gospel, I hope, you know, and mm-hmm. they can see that it's a work in progress. But we'll see how that, you know, that's yeah. still another lifelong project that I hope someday I finish. But anyway, mm-hmm. so next week, we have loads to share with you about, we're going to call it the life of Carl Lang, <laughs> and about yep. life, you know, in a village in Enfield. But we have loads, you know, you you know, we do because we've talked about it before, but it's all good.
1: So until next week, please rate, review and follow us on your favorite podcast platform. We also invite you to reach out to us by email at ChasingHazel'sTales at gmail.com. Tell us your tales or share what you have learned or found interesting about your family. And course let us know if you've shaken your family tree and had a few nuts fall out (laughs) or if you're the nut either way and uh, you can follow us or contact us on facebook instagram twitter tiktok so until next time so long see ya goodbye